Good morning. Great students, Talmidim Talmidot of Yeshivat Magen David. I know we have a smaller crowd today. I know some of our members are off to the Shabbaton. We wish them well. But that gives us an opportunity, the ninth and 10th graders, to come to, first of all, spend some time in the Midrash and allow us to delve into some very, very important points in Parashat HaShavuah. Points that I know will benefit you, as they benefited me. I think you all know that one of the main themes in the Parashah is the city of Sedom. Sedom is actually one of five cities. And these cities were corrupted. They were sinful people, they were cruel people, and God had made the decision to eradicate the cities. Abraham, who was a man of mercy, started to make a prayer. He started to pray for the welfare that God should have mercy and not destroy the cities. And he said, if you remember, dear God, if there's 50 sadikim, will you destroy the cities? And God said, if you could find 50 sadikim, I'll spare the cities. You have a deal. I'm sorry to tell you, they were unable to find 50 sadikim. So, Abraham Abinu comes back to God and says, how about 45? It's not that far from 50. It's only five difference. God says, you know what? If you could find 45 Sadiqim, we'll save the cities. Again, I'm sorry to tell you, they could not even find 45. So Abraham comes back and he says, how about 40? And God says, okay, 40. And 40 goes to 30, and 30 becomes 20, and 20 becomes 10. And then before you know it, you can't even find 10 Sadiqim in the place, and God says, I'm destroying the whole place. That's the story, and I know you know it. I didn't say anything that you didn't know. One of the members of our ninth grade on, uh, I guess it was Tuesday morning, he asked me the following question. When some of the uh, honors were in Michigan visiting uh, the Ford uh, Museum, so some of the scholars who remained behind uh, were able to study during that time. And we reviewed the Pedashah, and one of the scholars of the yeshiva not one of the honors of the yeshiva, a scholar. Could you believe it? A scholar could have a question also. And they asked the following question. Does God know that there's not 10 Sadiqim from the beginning, before Abraham started to pray? Of course. It's not like God doesn't know how many Sadiqim are in Sedom. He knows everything. So when Abraham started to pray and said, if there's 50, you know what God should have told him? Abraham, don't waste your time. There's not even 10. And therefore, why does he make Abraham go through this exercise? 50, 45, 40. It's almost as if he's misleading Abraham. 
that every time Abraham says a new number, he thinks, oh yeah, maybe I'm going to get answered. And God says, sorry. Okay, let me try 40. Sorry. Why are you teasing Abraham? God should tell Abraham from the beginning, don't waste your time. Abraham, you're busy. I'm busy. Everybody's busy. This prayer, you don't have a chance. So my question, or the question of the ninth grade, honor student was, or scholar student was, why did God let Abraham pray for something that was doomed from the beginning. God knows he's not answering the tefillah, so why make him go through? Who can answer this question? You have an answer? Yeah. I'd love to hear it. It's because maybe God was thinking, maybe because uh, Lot was in Saddam, so God wanted Abraham to at least have a little hope for Saddam. In order to save Lot, maybe. Yeah. It's not a bad path you're on, actually. Actually, you're on a good path. Rabotai, uh, ladies, uh, we have to have equal rights in Mag and David, I guess. Uh, ladies, have any answer to this question? Why would God put Abraham through a, an exercise that was doomed to fail from the beginning? Do you have an answer on it? Yes, I'd like to hear it. This is brilliance. What's your name, honey? Annette. 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 Hear what she's saying? Annette is giving an answer that the tzaddikim give. And I'll explain and elaborate. There are many times that people pray, and the prayer is called tefillah. That's a bad interpretation of the word. Tefillah does not mean prayer. In real Hebrew, tefillah means what? Tefillah means to connect. The boys wear tefillin. Tefillin is from the same word as tefillah. Because what is tefillin? We're connecting the straps and the parashiyot on our arms and on our heads. When you connect to something and you attach yourself to something, that's called tefillah. When we're praying, we're attaching ourselves to something. To what? To Hashem. And when you attach yourself to Hashem, that is a success in itself. Because once you attach yourself to Hashem, you become like Him. When you attach yourself to something good, you become good. When you attach yourself to something great, you become great. And when you attach yourself to Hashem through tefillah, you become like God. You become godly. And one of God's traits is He's merciful. God is kind. So every time we pray, it's making us better because of the attachment, whether we get answered or not. Tefillah is not only for the result of what we're praying for. Tefillah is always successful because the person that's involved in it becomes better. You're not the same person. Even though... You prayed for someone to get healed, and it didn't work out. Unfortunately, not only didn't they get healed, but they might have got worse. So you scratch yourself and you say, I don't understand, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, to no avail. It was no, no purpose. That's a mistake. Although the person you prayed for didn't get better, but you got better. Because the tefillah created a bind and a connection between you and therefore it made you more compassionate. 
The one that prays is elevated. And that's what, why would God interrupt Abraham? He's praying. I'm not going to answer him, but let him become perfected. Why should I break the connection? If he's attaching himself to me, Abraham will become a better man. Sedom is not. But the prayer is not for Sedom in this case. It's for Abraham. And I'd like to bring a proof to this. <coughs> what was the number that Abraham used first in Sedom? What's the number he chose first? 50. Can I ask you a question? Why did he shoot so high? It's a high number, 50. No, without complicating and Rashi and all this other stuff. Explain me simple. Why did he, why did he just say, Hashem, even 10? Why didn't he start at 10? Why you started a high number? 50's asking a lot, to be honest with you. He knows these, these places are wicked places. Answer. Oh, yeah, what he's saying, you're answering a good answer. He knows if he starts high, he has more options to come back. So I want to answer from one of the Hasidic masters. Listen to how beautiful. Was Abraham a merciful man, yes or no? As merciful as he is, you can always get better, correct? So Abraham's mercy initially was 50. That's the number. If there's 50 Sadiqim, Abraham could not believe if there's less, you could save Sodom. Less is not right to save Sodom. 50 is the number. But then what happened? He prayed. He prayed for 50. What happened to Abraham after he prayed? He became more merciful. Once he became more merciful, it changed him. Now he said 45. It changed Abraham to make him... Why did I say 50? Maybe even 45. He had even more compassion. And after he prayed God at 45, what happened to Abraham? It made him even more merciful because of the connection. So what does he say after 45? 40. And then after the 40, he attaches to Hashem and every element of tefillah made Abraham a better person in himself. So from 50 ended up coming down to 10. Ultimately, you're right, but to 10 ultimately. So therefore, you see the change that was happening in Abraham. And that's a lesson that we learn. Never be dismayed by the results of tefillah. Tefillah always has results. And where are those results of tefillah? Not necessarily what you requested. But the results of tefillah are in the person who's involved. But there's something else that I came to say this morning to our members. There's another reason why God let Abraham keep on praying, even though he knew he wasn't going to get answered. And this affects us. Every prayer of Abraham and of a tzaddik never goes wasted. The holy books say that God has a bank in heaven. In this bank, it's not filled with money, but it's filled with prayers of the tzaddikim. Every time a Sadiq makes a prayer, it's a nuclear prayer. And these prayers God saves for what we call a rainy day. Because maybe one day the descendants of the Sadiq is going to need a Yeshua. 
Maybe one day they're going to need a salvation. So God takes one of those tefillot that the tzaddik made that's in the storage and takes it out for a later situation when the children or the grandchildren or the descendants of the tzaddik needs a yeshua. And therefore when Abraham was praying, God said, I'm not going to use those tefillot for now, for today. I'm going to put them upstairs in the bank. So now we have five or six major prayers of Abraham. We have credit. One day B'nai Yisrael will be in trouble. So God will take out the prayers of Abraham to benefit us. So ask the question, was Abraham answered? Absolutely. But not for Sedom. And that's a good thing. I'd rather God answer Abraham for us than Sedom. The tefillot were on hold for a later day. And how do I know what I'm saying is true? Because when Abraham started to pray for Sedom, listen to a pasuk in the Torah. That's why I brought the Chumash here. God says to Abraham, I must tell you, I'm destroying Sedom. Knowing that Abraham's going to pray. So look at the next pasuk. Abraham, And Abraham one day is going to become a great nation. What does that have to do with anything? Why in the middle of Abraham's prayer for Sedom does it say, and Abraham will become a great nation? It's true, but it doesn't belong here. And the explanation that Sadiqim say is because Abraham's going to become a great nation, his people are going to need tefillot. They're going to need Yeshuaot. Therefore, let him pray so I can store them in the bank. So one day Abraham's great nation will be the beneficiary. About 10 years ago, I was in Morocco with some of the boys from the shul. And we were riding in a van from one grave of a tzaddik to a different tzaddik. It was in a minivan. The driver of the van fell asleep when he was driving. And the van fell off the road. The road didn't have any barrier. And the van fell off the cliff. And the van rolled down the cliff about 100 feet. Like a bowling ball, just kept on rolling. And we went in the van. Nesgadol, the van landed on, its, on the wheels. As it hit the ground, the doors popped open. We were so shocked, we didn't even know what happened. We jumped out, we looked at each other, we were alive. Nes, the police immediately came, and we were all the way down in the ravine. We can't even get up. We're all the way down in the valley. The police came along and said, where's the dead people? And we said, we're the dead people. And the Arab cop started to say in Arabic, this is a miracle of miracles. I want to ask you a question. We got saved that day. Baruch Masil. But in what zechut? It's probably not our merit. But probably many years ago, my great-grandfather made a tefillah. And he prayed to God for something. And maybe he wasn't answered on that day. But God took my great-grandfather's prayer, who was a sadiq, and put it in the bank. And said, one day, your great-grandchild is going to need it. So therefore, I'm going to use it for a better situation that God deems fit. And therefore, girls and boys, when you pray and you don't get answered, never be dismayed. Never walk away and say, I wasted my time. The girls, bless them, read the Tehidim all day long, over and over in different chats for different Holim. And then all of a sudden they get a message, sorry, you can stop praying. And you say, I wasted my time. The boys pray three times a day minimum. And you come along and you say, I'm praying for all these things and I don't get results. Don't think like that. First of all, the greatest result of your prayer is yourselves. 
you are different people. You become connected to God through tefillah, and you have connection. You are more kind, you are merciful, and you are more perfected. And secondly, every tefillah will hit. The question is where and when. In Abraham's case, God did not stop him. Because God knew that one day his descendants, the descendants of Abraham would need the tefillah, and our tefillot are no different. Boys in the back, any questions on this concept? Can I ask the boys in the back two rows questions on what we said? If you have no questions, I have questions. Can you explain to me what the word tefillah means? Yes. Connecting, very good. Who's connecting to who? Continue. Beautiful. Beautiful. Next question, somebody in the last two rows has to answer it. Give me an example of how Abraham Abinu became better. Prove to me how Abraham became better through his tefillah. Prove to me how he became better. Who can answer me in the last two rows? Huh? Let's go, boys. Answer. Boys, boys, stop. Stop one minute. Let's go to the girls' last two rows. Prove to me that Abraham became better through tefillah. Who can answer? How did he become better? What number did he start with? That's right. And then he went to 45. What does that show? He had more mercy the second time than the first time. Boys, one more question. Back rows. Boys, attention. Boys, attention. Boys, attention. Boys, attention. Last question. This is for all the money. Either you get it, you win, or you lose, you lose everything. Why does the pasuk in the middle of Abraham praying for Sodom have to mention that he's going to have a great nation come from him? Why is that important to know when he's praying for Sodom about his descendants? Last row, boys. Anybody? Let him answer. Gentlemen, it's a shame. It's a shame. Now we're going to go to the last row of the girls to see if they can answer. Anybody in the last row? Question is, why would it mention Abraham's descendants? Yes, honey, answer. Boys, respect, answer. Yeah, what she's saying? She's answering perfect. She's answering perfect. But boys, boys, let it be a lesson. Let it be a lesson. Boys, just one, just one, 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 one last point. When you're in the Bet Midrash of Mag and David, when you're in the Bet Midrash of Mag and David,